This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the September 8th and 9th, and yes, September 12th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from a Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I was going to put this out Friday morning for two days, but was so far behind with preparations for the annual pig roast that it just sat in my computer. What a lot of work the pig roast is, and frustrating. But the cooking of the pig with son-in-laws and nephews is a joyful experience, an event in and of itself, and we're getting good at it. Quick hitters. The Queen died. I probably should have said the Queen of England, but we all know who I meant. She was the longest reigning British monarch, and Prince Charles is the oldest Briton to become king. Henceforth, he will be called King Charles III. But really, who cares about their longevity records? What I care about is governing. The new prime minister will get rid of the 2019 ban on fracking, which should allow Britain to produce more natural gas rather than trying to import it from Russia. I think she is also for less spending, less taxes, and less regulations. Do I hear echoes of Reagan, 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 or Thatcher, Thatcher, Thatcher? There is light in our future, and maybe it is not a train in a tunnel heading our way. And will Scotland make more of a push for independence? Or Northern Ireland push to join the rest of Ireland? Not that King Charles III will have much to do with either. The mayor of Chicago rebust, I think I made up a word, to the suburbs some of the illegal immigrants that have been bused from Texas to Chicago. Let me get this straight. Democrats feel it is okay to have Texas flooded with illegal immigrants, most of whom are nice folks looking for a better life, but Democrats feel it is not okay to bus some of them to Chicago, but it is okay to bus them to the suburbs. I need a rule book. Ukraine says they have reclaimed significant territory in the east and south. As I read more on this, I think it may be quite significant and that leaders in Russia may be tiring of Putin. I'm reading scary stuff about classified information that Trump may have had. Whether or not that is true, the whole thing has the feeling that Trump had files he should not have had, whether he declassified them or not. But, and this is a big but, the information is coming from DOJ leaks that I believe are illegal. We have been through this before and the information did not pan out. I am not defending Trump. I am keeping my powder dry. But I bet Trump legitimately is in trouble. A Trafalgar poll found that 56% of folks uh, felt that Biden's speech, the one that I thought was vile and awful, quote, represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict uh, amongst Americans, end quote. I don't mind being different, but it is nice to occasionally be in the mainstream. According to a UN report, 27 million people in the world are in forced labor and 22 million in forced marriage. The total has increased in the last five years. In the Las Vegas area, a reporter was murdered. The suspect was a Democratic Party official. Many in the mainstream media failed to mention the party affiliation of the suspect. Do you think they might have mentioned his party affiliation and used the word extremist if the suspect were a Republican? Yep. This will be the seventh birthday and the sixth anniversary when we joyfully liberated the great dog Winston from five months in rescue. Moving on. I am a fan of the concept of ranked choice voting. That is where the winner has to have over 50% of the votes. 
If no one has 50% of the votes because there are three or more candidates, then the candidates at the bottom are dropped out and their vote is assigned to that voter's second choice. And it continues until a candidate has 50% of the votes. Let's go with a very easy example. There are three candidates. One gets 40% of the votes. The other two get about 30% of the votes and with one a wee bit more than the other. The lower person drops out and their votes are assigned as the voter chose on election day. Maybe the candidate with 40% gets over the 50% threshold. Maybe the two near 30% candidates were from the same party and the remaining one gets over 50% threshold. I guess if you are the leader after the first round and end up losing, you can whine that it is not fair. Or if the two candidates near 30% are of the same party, you can yell, your party had 60% of the vote and should have won. Maine and Alaska have tried ranked choice voting, and I have heard it described as unfair or a failure because of results like these. But the voters get their choice, and it keeps some knucklehead who only gets 5 or 10%, who is near one of the other two candidates, from mucking things up. Think about 2024. Many Democrats would sacrifice their mother to get Donald Trump to run and for a normal Republican to run as an alternative. That would ensure a Democratic victory. With ranked choice voting, the Republicans who voted for Trump or for the alternative would have the opportunity to pick the other as the second choice. The only real problem with ranked choice is a candidate may do what some Democrats are now doing in the Republican primaries. If you think you have a great chance of getting the most votes, you may spend some ad dollars boosting the candidate who is least likely to get second choice votes. I don't like that kind of dirty pool, but also feel it would be known and a detriment to whoever tried it. The linked article suggests that the Biden administration thinks the student loan bailout can be paid for by the reduction in the deficit. As one listener pointed out, we had quite the deficit during COVID. Then we spent more money via deficit spending at the early days of the Biden administration, and many feel that fueled inflation. Now that the annual deficit is down, he says by $1.7 trillion, the Biden administration feels they can use that savings to pay for the student loan bailout. But even before the student loan bailout, we are st still spending way more money than we are taking in. Those are big numbers, and they get confusing. Let's look at the U.S. government like a, we were a household, or it were a household. Say the family makes $100,000 after tax and spends $180,000. Wow, they spend $80,000 more than they earn. They cut spending by $50,000, and now are only spending $30,000 more than they earned. If it were Joe Biden's household, evidently he would say, we just saved $50,000. Let's go blow it on something. Hunter could probably offer a suggestion on how to spend the money. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.